0: Filled with information. Where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest running financial talk show in Arkansas. And let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here. And it starts with you.
1: It's showtime! Woo! Surveys are showing Americans are leaving their jobs at an all time high rate. If you're thinking of leaving yours in 2022, we've got four financial decisions you need to consider before you jump ship.
0: This is the Get Ready for the Future Show.
1: Hello and welcome to the Get Ready for the Future Show. It is time once again to step into some straight talk about your money, your investments, and your retirement. My name is Scott Inman, and to my right, Janet Walker good morning to you good morning and to her right teresa arago good morning teresa good morning live streaming online we are on the radio and we are on podcast so Mm -hmm. we're we've got you covered wherever platform you like to listen to the get ready for the future show so today we're diving in with talk about the great resignation you have probably heard that term thrown about I've heard it thrown about, and mm-hmm. in preparation for this show, had to actually do a little digging on. Well, what does it really mean? <laughs> I mean, right? I you mean, you can't
2: the... always just trust the title of something. Right. Sure, you know, well, right?
1: it's a headline. It's mm-hmm. an attention grabbing headline, and we know that people are, as I mentioned in the open of the show, leaving their jobs at an all time high rate. So why is that? Well, according to a new survey by ResumeBuilder.com, roughly one quarter of 1,250 employed American adults that they surveyed declared their intention of finding a new job in 2022. Now, this is on the heels of 2021 when an estimated 33 million Americans quit their job and 23% of those in another survey are expected to seek new jobs this year, so it's happening. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, no question that the sure. rates are out there. The question is, what are they doing? Why are they doing it? And I think COVID is to blame for a lot of this. Yeah,
3: yeah it, it definitely has a role. You know, as as financial advisors, we have seen this over the years on an individual basis. When somebody comes in and maybe they have a brother who passed away very unexpectedly, or mm-hmm. a next door neighbor or something, then they have this realization: you know, what? I don't have any guarantees. Life is too short mm-hmm. for me to keep doing what. I'm doing and not be happy. So I'm going to make some changes. Maybe that's a job change. Maybe it's retiring sooner than they had planned. We've seen that on those individual, you know, basis situations. But now what we're seeing is the entire world just went, life's too short. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not happy, then I don't want to end up like my next door neighbor did. And they didn't get to go get another job because they didn't make it through COVID. So I'm going to quit this job and either retire or make a transition to something that I really enjoy doing. I'm no longer going to work just for a paycheck.
2: Mm -hmm. I think especially in those fields where there's a higher risk. I think COVID has more of an impact. Teachers, Mm -hmm. nurses, medical professionals who were already pretty close to retirement anyway, they're saying, you know what, I'll take a few hundred bucks less a Mm -hmm. month. I'm done. Let's go to the house.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of the people who of that 33 million, the studies are showing that most are older. So they have Mm -hmm. accelerated their retirement Mm -hmm. timeline and are not seeking necessarily a new job. But there are a lot of people who are looking to get a better new job or even change careers. Um, I, I read one study there that rather than great resignation, it should be called the great renegotiation, right? They're looking, for, a pretty good they're name looking for, it. for better pay. They're looking for better benefits. And I think the way we've had a shift in the way we work is going to mm-hmm. enable them to get that. But mm-hmm. I jotted down a few things where, and this is not scientific, this is just what Scott thinks, but, you know, <laughs> rethinking priorities, which is what you just talked yes, about. Yeah. It's seeing what's happened in the world and rethinking priorities, rethinking where you live. I think mm-hmm. the technology yes. that has provided us a way to work more remotely has help people think about i don't i can live in texas if i want to right i don't have yeah. to live in iowa and and the, that's and, showing
2: itself in our team we've got yeah, a teammate is. who is moving to another state but she's going to be able to continue her role we never would have had that five years ago yeah. and so i think a lot of other doors have been open too for people that maybe they didn't even think to pursue previously and now they can
1: mm-hmm. and i think covid restrictions in certain areas of the country mm-hmm. versus other areas of the right. country they may yes. migrate there we're seeing that play out rethinking the job at self. Do I really like what I'm doing? And then rethinking because you have time to rethink. Yeah. We, we've yeah. been at home yeah. a lot, right? Yes. That's right. I'm thinking a lot. I think that's a big part of it. But we want you to think uh, not fully emotionally, but mm-hmm. think about the financial decisions that are in play here, because that's kind of our role mm-hmm. yeah. as financial advisors. When we think about counseling people through a career change, uh, through a job change, that that's really the side that we play a role in because you emotion plays a part in this mm-hmm. but it but it can't be the only thing
2: and it shouldn't really be what does i think when you make emotional decisions whether it's a job or it's your finances it's usually going to push you the wrong direction when you let your emotions lead the way so yes you may not love your job but don't just walk out <laughs> you know be logical about what you're going to do or you're just going to end up back where you started
3: i, I think the key is you know the, the emotions may have a basis in fact but let the emotions cause you to start the process of mm-hmm. finding logic you know whether it is where your emotions drive you immediately or whether it's a different path you're feeling that way for a reason mm-hmm. so dig a little bit deeper and figure it out and figure out what the best solution is for you and and guys uh, way pre-COVID I, I have for, for many many years said you know if you're going to bed on Sunday night dreading Monday morning it's time for a change yeah. I, I, you're just you're not pursuing your passion I don't care how old you are I don't care what it is that you're doing as far as a job if, you're, if you really dread going to work you're in the wrong place. And I think a lot of people have really taken the time to look at that in the last couple of years.
1: So at the end of our show today, we will be talking about a few things to, uh, we'll call it a word of caution to consider before you actually make that leap. But we'll get there at the end. First, it's our four financial decisions you need to consider. I I started to say that you need to make, but I think consider is Mm -hmm. first before you jump into the new uh, job. And it's not really going to be about investments or retirement necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really more benefit-based. Our number one uh, of our, our four financial decisions you need to consider is claim unused time off. Now, I see that, and I think my first reaction is, People know how much time off they have, but that, that may not be the case. No, it, it, de- it really
3: depends. Yeah. I, I know there's a, a an organization here in central Arkansas that I worked with a lot years ago, and those guys knew it, I mean, down to <laughs> almost a penny yeah. 100% mm-hmm. of the time. In other places, some people are like, you mean I I have, like they're going to pay me vacation time? What? They don't have any idea about it. So be sure that you know that. But one of the other keys to to realize on this is that when you take that, it's it's usually a pretty good sizable amount. And Mm -hmm. so the IRS is going to get a chunk of it. You have the ability to defer part and maybe even all, depending on how much you've already contributed to your your 401k. But if you have a retirement plan like that at work, you have the ability to defer a portion of Mm -hmm. that vacation money into your retirement plan so it's a chance to to boost that instead of giving up a significant amount of it to taxes
2: and to be clear what you're talking about is the employers that allow you to get like a lump sum payout right. for the hours that you still had not all employers do that right so make sure you check your handbook and understand your rules because there are some that once you've turned in notice you can't take vacation time so if you're considering a job change might want to go ahead and take some vacation since you won't be able to take it with you but understand your options for sure.
1: Yeah, we've worked with uh, a a lot of folks uh, in the public sector. And like Mm -hmm. I think of uh, firefighters, Mm -hmm. policemen, a lot of those will be able to take that lump sum and they do allow that deferral into uh, their retirement plan up to the maximum contribution, right? right? They can get Mm -hmm. it all in there to avoid taxation on it because that's the real big issue there. But you can also provide a real boost to your retirement plan if you have, if you're a little bit behind uh, on that. And there was even one uh, gentleman I can recall working with that above and beyond hitting the maximum in their employer-sponsored plan, they actually let them make a full IRA contribution on top of that, which was really nice as well. So uh, you definitely need to have to need to look at your options when it comes to claiming the unused time off, because that is money left or at least time Mm -hmm. left on the table. So that's number one on our four uh, financial decisions to think about if you are considering joining the great resignation or the great renegotiation of 2022. We knew it happened in 2021 and it seems to be continuing this year. So we, mm-hmm. we're we hoping to reach out to folks today that are thinking about that and give you some things to think about above and beyond. I just want out or I just want mm-hmm. something new or I just want more pay because it's not all about that. So take a look at that. Number two, make plans for health insurance, now this depends greatly on what's happening. Right, the mechanics mm-hmm. behind this. If you're if you're leaving one employer and going right to another, you've already got the job lined out. This is probably not a big deal because more than likely, although not always, more than likely, you're going to have a, a group plan available at your new pl- at your new employer. That may not always be the case, but if you're stepping into a time where you're going to be unemployed. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- these, there are some big decisions to well,
3: make. Well, and there's still, there's a, a gap mm-hmm. in time, even if you're going, like, you left one job on Friday and you start the new job on Monday, yes. there is, it's highly likely that there's still a gap in coverage time, and guys, you would not believe how many times I have had have heard stories like this, well, I was healthy as could be, I was only going to be without coverage for a couple of weeks, so I wasn't really mm-hmm. worried about it, and then I had to have my appendix removed, yeah. and, and, you know, so like gets a whole yeah, level. so like that's surgery that's hospital time all of that stuff without any health insurance in place and cobra is an option um, and i remember when my husband and i had a job change many many years ago now and and we were broke at that point in life and cobra was like paying another house payment mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. it's not uh, it's not a fun experience, but I would rather make two house payments than to have to pay for having my appendix removed, you
2: know, without any health insurance. Yeah. And to be clear, the way COBRA works is if your employer is large enough, your employer is likely paying a portion of your health insurance benefit expense. So like here at GenWealth, mm-hmm. there's a piece of it that we have to pay out of pocket, but there's a big chunk of it that GenWealth pays on our behalf. If I were to leave, Jim, don't worry, I'm not going to. I love it here. (laughs) But if I were to, I would have the choice of continuing my plan, except the full expenses now on Mm -hmm. me. So like when Joey, you know, during COVID, he was laid off for a period of time. We had to pay somewhere around six or eight hundred dollars a month to maintain his coverage to fill the gap until he had a new position somewhere and was able to get coverage. So it is going to be something you need to plan financially for if that's what you need to do. There are also providers who will give you short term health insurance options as well. So mm-hmm. you've got a lot of different options out there, but make sure that you're not skipping over that or, or failing to plan for it.
1: Well, and I, and I said it when we dove into this uh, number two in our four des- financial decisions to consider that you likely will have an opportunity into your new employer for for, uh, healthcare coverage, but you do need to compare those plans because I I think that's a huge deal when you think about, oh, I'm going to get paid x more in income mm-hmm. right it could really get eaten up if your premiums are going to be considerably higher yeah mm-hmm. so very important there to look at and then i think the other thing to point out here too before we move on to what we what we're calling two B, so we really <laughs> kind of have it's, five, two,
3: it's two different types of insurance two different yeah. types
1: of insurance falls into the insurance but the other part is is what if you are really actually in the great resignation Mm -hmm. And you're not in the renegotiation. In other words, you're leaving the workforce and you're retiring. Maybe you're retiring early prior to age 65. You're not Medicare eligible yet. Some considerations there. You're going to have to have some kind of gap coverage. And I know most people think about that because Mm -hmm. that's the most common Mm -hmm. age that people retire, primarily, 65 is, primarily because they want to get the Medicare. But there are other options out there. There are medical sharing programs Mm -hmm. available. There's a lot of a la carte uh, policies out there. The a la carte policies tend to be way more expensive but the medical sharing may be an opportunity for you
3: and another thing we see quite often is the age gap you know between a a husband and Mm -hmm. wife if they're going to retire at the same time if the one who has coverage at work can continue you know to to work a little bit longer and buy them some time yeah we're always kind of flexing with do you retire at the same time what does that look like on health insurance and and does it matter to you as a couple and there are some who have chosen to work just a little bit longer longer just to bridge that gap until one or both of them can get on Medicare. Mm -hmm.
1: And since uh, Janet and I brought up Medicare, we should use the opportunity to talk about our added value that we have when it comes to retirement
3: planning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We are are very pleased to have Tony Contorno on the GenWealth team. He is helping to uh, walk through that process for Medicare planning and can help you apply for uh, for Medicare and just handle all of that for you when you come in and meet with an advisor at GenWealth wealth to walk through the process of getting ready for retirement at the appropriate uh, timeline when it's time for you to start looking at Medicare and and what that's going to look like for you. Tony can spend the time to walk through all of those details and explain it. Frankly guys people get overwhelmed with it and and at that point many times you're not at an employer like there's nobody really to talk to and Mm -hmm. so they, they feel pretty lost on that and we just felt like that was a knowledge gap that we had an obligation to Fulfill here Mm -hmm. at Gen Wealth, so that's why Tony's here, and we are are very glad to have him on the team. So, if you're in that, I'd say 64 plus age range, it's it's time to start having that conversation if you haven't already,
1: and Tony can handle that with you. Part of our process, the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. So, the second part of our second point, we'll call it two B, is to consider life insurance. You know, over half of people in the United States only have life insurance through their employer and Mm -hmm. if you're not aware that those group coverages most times occasionally there are situations where you can take them with you but for the most part overwhelming majority of the group policies when you sever employment from your job you Mm -hmm. no longer have life insurance coverage
2: yes we recently did an entire episode on life insurance in talking sense and so you can go find that but i will tell you it was almost hurt. It hurt my heart to read the statistics because like half of the United States doesn't have coverage at all. And of those that do have it over half of those only have it through their employer. Most employers have like a $10,000 policy or a $50,000 policy that is not enough to replace your income or to help your family meet their goals at, you know, for retirement or cover the gap that happens you know there's so many factors that it does not take care of and it just breaks my heart that a lot of people aren't aware of this
3: yeah I and mean, we'll talk about the coverage we have here at Wealth. we have uh, coverage for the employees and for their spouse and it, and it's enough you know to cover final expenses but yes. like you said it is not enough to replace income and I, I always use this story as an example um, when you talk about $250,000 and if you you might be paying for for a policy at work that maybe has that much coverage. When you talk about something like that, when you say a quarter of a million dollars, it sounds like a whole lot of money. <laughs> yes. But if you talk about, let's say you make $50,000 a year and you've got a 10-year-old mm-hmm. and you pass away, well, that 10-year-old is 15 when your money is gone at fifty thousand dollars a year, that two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, if we just do straight line using the money, and I know there's a lot of variables, but just for an easy example, it's gone in five years. Mm -hmm. Was the kid gonna go to college? Were you gonna help with those expenses? Do Mm -hmm. they still need maybe to eat and have new clothes and maintain their standard of living? I think a lot of people look at a sum of money and they don't think about, okay, if I'm gone then my spouse has this sum of money What do they do with it? And are they able to replace my my check? And that's really what we're solving for. We look at life insurance. While we're all licensed and can sell life insurance, we don't look at it from the vantage point of a life insurance salesman. We look at it from the vantage point of a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. And a financial advisor, when you walk in with a check from the insurance company, we have to take that check and turn it into income for you. Mm -hmm. So we want to be sure that you have enough coverage in place. And frankly, what I would encourage you to do, we're talking about job change, whether it's from one job to another or to the point of retirement, you have to ask yourself, is my family going to be able to maintain my standard or their standard of living if
2: my check stops coming? Mm-hmm. And when you think about employer plans, as a side note, your employer has control over what that plan offers year to year. So you may have had a plan that offered three times your salary, which is the you know pretty good stuff. And it might change the next year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So really, it's important to have a policy outside of your employer. Yep. And we're going to say term. That's just kind of how yep. we work. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's important that you have a, a policy outside of your employer that covers your family's needs and consider your employer plan like icing on the cake. Yep. And just to throw out another little myth that we noticed in, and tried to debunk in our show recently, and it's the mistake I made before I worked here. Our thought with my husband, when we had little ones at home was if we pay off the house and we pay off the debt. Yeah, they'll be good. My family will be good. It's what we hear all the time. Yes. And and that's not true. I've seen it just recently and it broke my heart. There was a lady who they there was life insurance, huge house. She can't afford to keep it. Yeah. So yeah. she's going to have to sell it and change things drastically because there's no continuation of the income. Mm-hmm. There's only enough to just kind of Take care of those last expenses.
3: Well, and and from a a widow's perspective, not necessarily for the widower, mm-hmm. but for a widow, the gut instinct is to pay off the house yes. because it's it's a security blanket type mm-hmm. of thing. And then, OK, the house is paid off. But now how do you fund? like you're saying, Teresa, how do you fund the other expenses of mm-hmm. life? How do you pay property taxes?
2: Yeah. If your income yeah. isn't high enough to cover that house that you right. own. Right. So it can get it can get pretty messy pretty fast.
3: So the moral of the story is be sure that you have insurance coverage in place, Mm -hmm. um, that it doesn't matter where you work or what benefits they offer, that your family is taken care of regardless of
1: your job situation. Mm -hmm. That's number two B on our four (laughs) financial decisions you need to consider before you leave your job. If you're one of those considering switching jobs or careers in 2022, we're up to number three. And that's decide what to do with your 401k and that is a big one as well that does not get made quite often Mm -hmm. at the time of changing jobs this seems to be an afterthought we work all the time with clients who come in and they have what we would call orphaned 401ks they've left their employer years back and left it at that old 401k sometimes multiple old 401ks -hmm. from multiple job changes but Let's talk about the decision process with what to do with your four hundred and one k.
3: We're we're going to do a brief Gen Wealth throwback. This goes to pre Teresa <laughs> and pre Scott days. This is a long time ago. Um, we had an IRA lockbox, and it was it looked like oh, this. Oh, I actually like, know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it looked like this FBI or CIA kind of briefcase, <laughs> and it had like Monopoly money sticking out of the top of it. The point was. When you leave your workplace, you've probably got some personal pictures around your desk and all Mm -hmm. that. We pack up all of that stuff, but for whatever reason, we leave the money there. Like, what Mm -hmm. the heck are we thinking, you know, because frankly you can reprint the pictures that you've got on your desk you can you can duplicate that but you've only got this one 401k and you're leaving it behind and not really aware of the options and that's what Mm -hmm. we want to talk through today
2: yeah so one thing that's really important to understand too before you even look at the options you have is the vesting um this isn't the case with all employer plans but with 401k specifically there is a vesting period What that applies to is the employer match. So they'll have a schedule of how much of that employer match you have earned based on the number of years you've been there. Most employers, at most, you're gonna look at five or six years before all of that match is yours to keep. Um, But understand the way that works. All the money you put into it, that can move back out, or you know, one of these four options, you can work with it. But that employer match, you wanna make sure you understand how much of that you get to keep in the case of leaving your employer and you've basically got four options that you can take when you've left an employer and you've got that employer plan first one is to cash it out now i can't tell you you can't do it legally but i'm just going to tell you the the taxes yeah will hurt yeah
3: you're you're going to be shocked and not pleasantly shocked about how much money goes to the irs in that situation so um you know, if you're talking about a smaller amount of money, it may not cause you to go into a, a, uh, the next tax bracket. But let's assume that you go into the highest tax bracket because it's usually a pretty good sized pool of money when you're changing jobs. So you go into that higher tax bracket. So you've got that, you've got a 10% penalty if you're not 59 and a half at this mm-hmm. point, and you've also got state taxes. So between federal tax rate, your state taxes, and likely a 10% penalty because you're probably below 59 and a half in this scenario then you're close to 50% of -hmm. the money going to state and federal taxes and penalties. And so it you know, yes, it is an option, but the other side that uh, a lot of times we don't even touch base on is the power of compound interest that you are then missing. You know, people look at it as, well, I mean, it's not like it's $100,000. It's only $20,000. Well, yeah, but how much is that $20,000 going to grow to Mm -hmm. if you just leave it alone between now and retirement? And it can be, it can easily be a six figure decision in the future Mm -hmm. that you're, you're looking at $20,000 now, but it's, it's really a six-figure impact on your retirement.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize, and we do the math, so we know that something just being left alone can really grow over time. So that's the first one. You can certainly cash it out. The next one is you can leave it there. We call them orphaned, but I mean, it's not necessarily truly orphaned. If you have a platform where you can monitor it, that may be an option for you. In many cases, there's gonna be a minimum amount that you have to have to do that. And also managing it can sometimes be a challenge Um, if it doesn't have a great platform or if the investment options change on you and you get kind of pushed into a weird investment you didn't plan on. So you certainly can leave it behind. Third one is you can roll it over to the new employer. If that's allowed, if your employer has a 401k, you can do a rollover from the old one to the new one and let it stay invested there. Um, so, you know, the investments will have to shift probably if they have different investment types. But the last one is you can roll it over to an IRA. So, you know, we got to talk a little more about that because that's what we deal with the most, but it's not a taxable event. So you don't have to worry about taxes as long as it goes from pre-tax to pre-tax and Roth to Roth there. But then you have the freedom to invest it however you want. The big trade-off is that your employer, uh, they're absorbing some of the expense of investing when you're in that 401k, whereas when you're inside of an IRA, the investment costs are going to be passed on to you in that setup.
1: So when you think about how does that work, I would advise to not going it alone on this. Yes. Work through First, in help making the decision, you need a financial, invi- a financial advisor involved mm-hmm. helping you determine what option is best for you. But once you've made that decision, even going through the process of it, yes. I think it's very important yeah. because you're not going to talk to your employer in most cases. You're actually going to talk to the 401k provider, right? So the big company that mm-hmm. handles the 401k and their processes, we've seen them all some, t- some <laughs> Sometimes you can make a phone call and get it done at the snap of a finger. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the paperwork trail lasts for hours. I had a client. We
2: were were on the phone because she'd gotten exasperated before she came to join me. She had already been trying to do some things and she got exasperated with them. And so we started working together and she gets on the phone with me and we go through the conversation. And after she goes, how, I, I don't even I don't even know how that just happened. I have called them five times and could not get this taken care of. And I was like, ma'am, sometimes you just got to speak their language. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I can, you yeah. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, I also have a client who she sent me a meme of some guy and he's like on the phone. and He's like, and it says, I said service. And, and I was like, yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm a bit of a bulldog for my yeah.
3: clients. I will own that. But we have to take care of them. You need an advocate. <laughs>
1: that's right. So that's the third financial decision to considering if you're going to be part of that migration or great resignation in 2022, thinking about leaving a job or a career, decide what to do with your 401k. And it doesn't have to be made before you leave, but Mm -hmm. it does need to be made shortly thereafter. And the final one for us today, update your budget. Now that may seem pretty simple to think about too, but we're going to talk about this one in multifaceted uh, ways because it's not just about spending, right? Mm-hmm. It's also about what are you saving and can you keep doing that? Because that's a big uh, consideration from a financial advisor perspective. Is if you're working, if if you're a client of Gen Wealth and you're working with us, and we have a retirement plan built for you, we need to make sure you're still on track, if at all possible, and that means the change in income, how does it impact your retirement plan and how does it impact your spending?
3: I mean, really what you want to think about is income above and beyond what your family is used to living on. And whether it's a $100 a paycheck or a $1,000 a paycheck, it, it is excess money above and beyond what you have needed up to this point. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do want to be very real about where we are with inflation right now. I yeah. get that you may need part of that. We don't want you to use necessarily all of the excess to go towards your future, but there's some of it that you might need because groceries cost a little bit more than they did a year ago. We get that, but then you can take that excess and be putting back for your future or really wherever you are on your timeline. It may be that you need to pay down debt instead of investing Mm -hmm. for retirement, wherever you are on your baby steps. So walking through that process with an advisor to determine what's realistic and how you can utilize those excess dollars.
2: Yeah, and I think for those that maybe have taken a step back as far as their pay goes or who are unemployed, having a budget in place is critical. I think whether mm-hmm. you make a little or you make a lot, a yeah. budget is a huge tool to just create some guardrails and help you be intentional. Um, I think intentionality is something that we all um, ignore too much. And then it, yeah. it has big payoffs. And what Janet, what you were talking about, the fancy term for it is lifestyle inflation. Yeah. Right. You know, one little Tidbit trick that I talk to my clients about that are younger is every time you get a raise, increase your contribution to the employer plan just a smidge. Mm -hmm. And over time, that will also add up. So if if you don't just absorb it back into the budget, then you're not just out earning your your expenses, you're actually making some progress.
1: I think it might be important to even change this one instead of just update your budget. Mm-hmm. Maybe create if you don't already yeah, have yeah, one, for, create a budget that's and also true. build a financial plan because I right. think that's a. If you have no idea how that's going to affect your financial future, changing jobs, changing changing careers, having a plan on paper on purpose can certainly give you some guidelines in that regard.
3: You know, I, I think you're you're hitting on a very important point, and Teresa, you touched on this a moment ago when you talked about intentionality. I think it is so easy, really, for all of us. To just live one day to the next in really every area of life, mm-hmm. and you know, there's there's never going to be a day when most people wake up and go, "I'm going to
2: build a budget today, and it's <laughs> going to be fabulous, and we're all no. going to love it and be happy." They probably think I'm going to build one for next month, right. or if it, they I'm even think start that, next I mean, month. and then we, next month they push it out another month. You we know?
3: get that <laughs> to most people, budget is a four letter word, but we would like for you to look at what it does for you. Mm-hmm. Not not how it hurts you but what it allows you to do and if you look at it as liberating which is how we view it i mean mm-hmm. if you took my budget away i would be like curl up in the corner crying or something because it uh, it's what allows us to go on vacation it's mm-hmm. what allows us to help the kids with college all of those things those freedoms come from having a budget
2: yeah and i think it does get a, a kind of a bad rap but it is i think of it like scripture you know it has these rules but if you stay within the lines yeah You're happier. I'm not arguing with my husband about the money he spent because it's part of his budget spending and I don't really have an opinion about it. Exactly. Things like that.
1: I call it planned spontaneity. That's, yeah, that's yeah. My favorite term. You, mm-hmm. I want to. I want to feel spontaneous, but I have to have it planned ahead of time. So yeah, you have to plan the funds I'm, for it. Exactly, yeah. plan the funding for it. That's right. All right. So those are our four uh, financial decisions. We'll recap them as we uh, hit final thoughts in just a moment. But finally, a word of caution, as we promised. You know, we're all for uh, advancing in your career, leaving your job if you have a better opportunity, or even if you're just unhappy where you are. I, I don't want to make this all about dollars and cents. I mean, certainly your your peace of mind and your mentality matters, but if you've just kind of caught the bug and decided, hey, now's the time to just change directions in life, we would recommend a couple of things really quickly. And number one is talk it over with a trusted friend. Mm -hmm. And that could be your spouse. It could be a relative. It could just be a friend. It could also be a financial advisor, a general financial advisor. Be ready to help as well. You can find someone who can help you evaluate the logistics of leaving your job, as we've talked about here, and will tell you what you need to hear not what you want That's to hear That's what I
2: was going to say. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's not that friend that always goes you you do what you you do you boo. <laughs> yeah. You know, that friend's not the one you call for this. It's the friend who says the things that you don't like hearing. Yep. That's the person you call yeah. for this. <laughs> you don't want
1: to just listen to your heart or your head. You want to listen yes. to both, right? Yeah. It's kind of got to be a balance. Yeah. And,
2: and then you have to look at it holistically. It's right. not just about pay. I mean, if you've got right. job A pays, you know, this much, job B pays more, what else is there? Is there a good culture? Because if you hate your job because of the people you work with, maybe the problem is the culture Mm -hmm. and not the pay. Mm -hmm. You know, Joey took a big pay cut to get out of the culture that he was in so that he could come home happier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And we were okay with that in our family, but the benefits where he's at now are phenomenal. And those are driving my ability to save more for our retirement. Because his insurance is so inexpensive, I have the ability to put more into my retirement account because I'm not now paying for it. So it's it's you got to think of it holistically, not just the pay, but mm-hmm. what are the benefits of both options? Because you may be able to create some better space where you
1: are instead of just leaving. Well, Joey had a trusted friend that was a spouse and a financial
2: advisor. <laughs> yes, not, not and I'm logical to a fault when it yeah. comes to finances. Everything else, I'm a typical you know person, but I'm a little weird about finances.
1: <laughs> and finally, here before we hit the closing. Uh, the closing thoughts bell, consider the move in relation to your goals. And I think that we've actually really spent the whole 30 minutes that we've been talking about Mm
2: -hmm.
1: really driving that point home. Does Mm -hmm. changing jobs get you closer to the person you want to become? Does changing jobs get you closer to your career goals? Does changing jobs allow you more flexibility with your time? Or would changing jobs allow you to focus more on what you value? And I would throw in there additionally, how would changing jobs affect your retirement? And if you don't have a retirement plan in place, this would be a great time to get one to see how it could affect, to find out if you're on track and find out where you would go by changing Uh, jobs or careers. So there was the final bell. That means it's time for our closing thoughts on the Get Ready for the Future show. Teresa, we'll start with you.
2: So just to recap those four money moves that we talked about that you need to consider. Claim your unused time. So your vacation time, look into the policy and, and make sure you get the most out of that. Make a plan for how to deal with your health insurance and life insurance. Decide what to do with your 401k and then update your budget so that you can be intentional going forward. So I
3: would say, uh, let's think about what the impact of what your decision is today on all of your tomorrows. Uh, one of the general standards here is that we value good communication. And that means in this situation, it means talking with your current employer and understanding what you might be walking away from, talking with your future potential employer and understand that transition, talking with your spouse to be sure that you're considering all the different aspects of this and then talking with a financial advisor. So being sure that you cover that good communication all the way around so that you can make an informed, logical decision today that's going to impact your tomorrows in a good way.
1: I can't imagine. gonna give you two final thoughts, two action steps here at the end of our show today. I can't imagine moving forward with a decision like this without having a financial plan in place. If you want to build one with a general financial advisor, you can call 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-PLAN. You can also find out for free how likely you are to have the future you want from where you are right now. Visit 15minuteretirement.com or text the word CHECKUP to 501-381-5228. Again, 501-381-5228. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's Get Ready for the Future show. Hope you've had some action steps come about if you've been thinking about changing jobs or careers in 2022, and we hope you'll join us again next week for another Get Ready for the Future show.
0: Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, leave us a rating and review. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24 7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866 653 PLAN. That's 866 653 7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.